Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. And I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Josh Levine. Josh, you are found on the web at greatmondays.com. That's the name of your company. You're the CEO and founder. You are also the author of the book, Great Mondays, How to Design a Company Culture Employees Love. Josh, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, anytime there's two Joshes in a room, you know it's going to be fun. So <laughs> so tell us about, listen, I love the concept of Great Mondays, uh, but give us an overview of your work and, and, and exactly like what you do, and, and we'll get into the book as well. Well, I, um, I actually started as a brand strategy guy and found that the work that we did um, and that I did as a brand strategist was kind of making all these promises in the, in the market, but the companies could never deliver on it. And so I decided to turn that skill set to the inside to help organizations identify and activate that story that they're trying to tell and help their employees actually do their work better. So everybody gets on the same page. And that is what led me to this idea of company culture. Not that I invented company culture, but um, the kind of the whole market of it. And uh, and I created a six components because um, uh, of the sort of virtuous cycle of, cult, uh, of company culture. Um, and, and it was because that not a lot of people understood how to define it and what to do about it. And I really felt like there was an underutilized business tool that people could be really rigorous with and use it to improve, not just employees' lives, but also bottom lines. Yeah. And, and boy, I think especially, you know, over the past few years, couple of years, past year, how important culture is today in today's conversation when I talk with other business leaders. Um, you know, there's been a lot of turbulence in, you know, kind of, boy, the supply and demand is just all over the place when it comes to, you know, kind of the balance of, you know, is it a, uh, is it an employee's market? Is it an employer's market? And then, yeah. you know, but, but then you yeah. also have new demands that I think that the, that, you know, the employees are, rightfully asking for we we want to work someplace that that matters we want to work someplace where we feel valued not just by what we get on the paycheck but that w what we do it, it, like we give a darn about what we do well here's 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 the the secret is that when people care about what they do when they feel they can see their impact when they understand that they are working with a team that they trust, they are going to be more invested and more uh, engaged. And that's what we, we leaders always talk about. Oh, we want to improve employee engagement, we want to improve employee engagement. This is how you do it. Employee engagement is the definition. I heard this definition. I thought this was so good. It's any effort that someone puts in 
the, uh, above the, the bare minimum where they're going to get fired. Okay. <laughs> so that's, that's engagement, right? It's pretty cynical, but that's engagement. Um, I never hit that line in my career, but there oh. you are. So if you want to improve employee engagement, you got to give back to these people and make sure that they are doing their best work. And when they do, when they, when they are able to be them, be their best selves, uh, it is, that is how they're going to be able to do their best work. And so they no longer feel like a, a cog in the machine. They understand that this is really important stuff and they feel part of it. And that's, that is really what the goal, ultimately the goal is. How much of this is tactics versus how much of this is, you know, kind of philosophy and strategy and mindset, you know, in other words, here's, here's what I'm thinking. Someone might listen to our conversation and say, cool, I'm gonna go do some tactics next week so I can improve employee morale. Uh, yes, right. Exactly. Uh, it's not ping pong and pizza. That's if that's what you're <laughs> asking. Right. So um, I, uh, I spent 20 years in the Bay Area working with a lot of tech startups. And it was like, it would always be like, well, people are not really happy. Let's put in a foosball table or yeah. let's hire an onsite barista, if you can believe it. And that is perks are not culture. Perks are part of culture, but they're not. And so what you really have to do is identify. This is why I created the six components of culture, why I've written it in a book. Um, it starts with purpose, values, and behaviors. Purpose is the top of the mountain. That's where we're. That's what we're trying to do. That's the why. It's not your mission. It's not your vision. Purpose is your why you exist beyond making money. That's what's going to give people the energy, both internally and externally, in your organization. Okay. And then if you are leading this trip to the top of Mount Everest or you know Mount Success, um, you can't just say there's the peak. Everybody go there because they are might take the wrong route. They might cheat, they might you know fall down the crevasse. So you need values. Values are the how. Values are how we get our group to say, okay, this is the path that we're taking. This is what we value when we make it's the three to five most important things that you are working on that's going to make the biggest difference for your organization. So these are your values and that's going to help you get to the peak of that mountain. And the the line that you that you draw between that peak and the flags, the guards of value, those are the behaviors. And that's ultimately what we're talking about. Hey, let me set the expectations for you around what, what is, what success look like? What are we trying to, how are we trying to make these decisions? Now I'm not going to prescribe for you, Josh, exactly what you need to do, but I'm going to say, here's the guardrails. Here's what we're looking for. And when it's in your employee, you know, your, it's in your annual review. And when someone comes and says, how have you been delivering on this idea of uh, invest in we or connect with others or do it together, whatever that value is, then you can say, oh, this is what I'm doing in my position. So those are the first three components. And that is ultimately when you think about setting up that foundation for a great culture and setting people up to succeed so that they're not just going, Going, oh, I should be doing this. Oh, I should be doing this. It's, hey, here's what we're trying to do together, purpose. Here's how we're doing it. This is what we're going to focus on. We're going to work together, whatever it might be, collaborative, innovative, whatever it might be. And that's how we get started on our journey. Um, so don't start with that, <laughs> the tactic of, of putting in that foosball table, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's not where you start. You got to start with that strategy. Yeah, it, it, you know, culture is something I don't think you can fake. And you certainly, to your point, right, you can't buy. Yeah, you know, you, you can't really buy because, you know, a foosball table, you know, is is not, not necessarily the answer. Um, 
you know, but, and I think there might be, you know, a lot of employers, maybe someone's listening to this right now that, that might be experiencing frustration that, um, for example, they're just like, listen, ever since that darn pandemic and everybody started working remote, now nobody wants to come into the office. Yeah. Now we're just in this, man, why can't we go back to the old ways, right? How yeah. can we get that toothpaste yeah. back in the tube? Yeah. Well, I yeah. don't know that there's any toothpaste, you know, way to get no. the toothpaste back in the tube, but I think great leaders have already, like they were quick to think about, you know, these issues and, okay, this is our new reality. So how do we work with this? Um, how have you worked with employers when maybe the hybrid or the remote you know, work environment has really caused some operational challenges. Yeah. Um, so I'll I'll tell you the 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 biggest single challenge that most leaders are facing right now when you're talking about hybrid or distributed, it's those um, the degradation of the relationships between employees. Oof. There was a study that came out um, halfway through the pandemic from Microsoft that said, "Oh, well, we're closer with our immediate teams because we're." freaking on the zoom calls all day with them. Yep. Fine. Okay. So you're like eight, maybe eight people that you're working on a close team with, but everybody else has sort of disappeared and, and you don't know what they're doing. You're not connected with them. And if you don't, if you're, if you don't have those relationships, which the relationship is built on trust. And if you don't have that trust, then when you want to work with somebody, or you even identify an opportunity to work with somebody else outside of your project team, which by the way, is the way most organizations are going, right? You're not just on one team, then you don't, you don't have those interstitial moments inside of the office anymore. You don't get a chance to hit, you know, yeah. hit them accidentally. And you're like, oh, hey, what are you doing? Da, 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 da. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then you have these new employees that they don't know what's going on and they don't know who they are, who's, who's out and about. And so your world starts to disappear. And so what we need to do, what leaders need to do and what businesses need to do is start to invest in establishing, building and strengthening those relationships again but at a distance. So the pandemic broke this and it's not going to get fixed in the same way. You can't, what got you here is not going to get you there. And so what we need to do is start establishing ways, modes of working, ways of connection to build and strengthen relationships. Yes, with your immediate team, but also with others outside of your group. So what are some tangential things that we can connect over? And one of the things, one of my glib answers um, to solving this problem is hashtag cats. <laughs> and what I mean by that is if you have a Slack or a Teams um, communication system for your organization, you want to start to build a, um, you want to start to create these channels of interest that people can connect with yes. um, outside of work. Because that's what you want to do is you want to learn about these people. You want to meet people. And so when you think about the cat channel, the dog channel, the baby channel, the parent channel, the Mets channel, all those things are things that I'm naturally passionate about. I'm going to connect with people that are not, you know, that I don't normally connect with. Now, is that the panacea? Is that the only solution? No, obviously there's a lot of different ways mm -hmm. to do it, but that's an example of how we start to, um, an easy way to start to create groups and and opportunities to connect re um creating those 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 collisions that used to happen 
in the office. And maybe actually, to be honest, maybe it didn't really happen before. I don't know if you know this, but if you're on a different, um, if you are on in an office, but you're on a different level, you might as well be in a different building, right? There's, there was, it's not, you, you never really got to know those people. So here, it's not that it was working. It actually wasn't working. Now we have the opportunity to actually use technology to connect with other people in meaningful um, ways that actually can improve their lives right back to, you know, the, the, the getting that feeling of like helping people connect with others and feeling, you know, they can be engaged and they're excited about that. So this is the, this is the stuff that most of my clients are looking at right now is like the big challenge. Once they have that foundation set up, they're like, what are, how do I build and strengthen these relationships? Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody anymore. Uh, they can't, you know, the collaboration or the innovation or whatever it is. And, you know, the, the, if you're, if you're not, if you are connected to the past of like, we just have to get people in the room and you know what, sometimes that's okay, but that's not going to happen all the time. Yeah. It's just not. I think about to like social media, for example, and you know, I probably use Facebook more than any, you know, in terms of like connecting with friends. Um, and I think about, you know, the relationships when I eventually do connect with them physically in person. Yep. And, you know, there are certain people like there's a conference I go to, uh, you know, FinCon for you know money nerds and stuff. But, um, you know, it's like the, the friends that I seem to bump into a lot on social media and we chat about not just work stuff, mostly not work stuff, mostly TV shows, movies, you know, that sort of thing. So I like that. I think that's great. And, and so, you know, what are some ways that, you know, because I, I don't think, I don't know that anyone necessarily wants to just waste time during the day, but, you know, uh, oh, and I want to address that. I want to address that is, is, is giving our employees the space for free time. Because I know sometimes or that might be a concern like well am i are we encouraging this too much um to the point where productivity is going to really um suffer as a result of that so how do we how do we find that balance of encouraging levity of encouraging socialization um so we can kind of hit that sweet i don't want to say hit that sweet spot of roi but you know what i'm saying I'm like i i don't i, I want to for for the employees sake i want them to love coming to work but i also want them to be successful at their work um, uh, I've got bad news for you. That never happened. The, the working, you know, eight hours start to finish never happened anyways. Were you going to yeah, right. them yes. when they went and got their coffee in the, you know, and took a 15 minute smoke break or whatever it is. Um, we got to treat people like adults and yeah, some yeah. people are going to take advantage of that for sure. And that's what you have to put in place. We're going to, you know, measure results, not just, you know, butts and seats. And that's the way it should be anyways. Mm. Um, and I think the error, it, it we want to err on the side of more connectivity, not less. And so you're worrying about the wrong thing. Yeah. I hate to tell you you're doing it wrong, but you're worrying about the wrong thing because it's an investment in future productivity and future engagement, and maybe not even that far into the future. Josh, if I have um, something that I need from, let's say you're in accounting and I'm late on a you know budgeting proposal and something is missing and I email you and you don't know me from Adam, you don't know anybody, you don't know me, you don't, you've never, we've never really talked before. And I'm like, hey, bud, yeah, I'm kind of panicked. Can you help me out? I mean, if it's after work and maybe you're like, oh, what don't, who's this asshole, right? Like, who's this guy? Like, come and ask me for these things. But if we've connected on the Mets channel. Yeah. Right. 
and and we know each other a little bit, even a little bit. Hey man, listen, I need, can you just go a little, you know, I just need this little, I'm going to be much more likely to be able to help you in a pinch, right? That's the worst case scenario. So you are, we always, we, we talk a lot, especially when we think about diversity, equity, inclusion. Um, we talk about a lot about um, positive intent, assuming positive intent. And that is something everybody's like, okay, assume positive intent, assume positive intent, assume positive intent. But what you really, you, you can't just force it, right? It's a practice. But if you know somebody and you're like, okay, Josh, who's got a family and lives in Orlando and does all these things, I know you're a human and not just an email address. And so you're going to be able to connect with me and respond to me. And you know what? Hey, maybe we should start thinking about, I had this idea about the thing in Q3 and maybe we could work on something. And that then is where we unlock the real potential that goes well beyond the 15 minutes that I'm going to be kibitzing with somebody on, you know, the, the Facebook for your, for your company, right? Like that's, that's really what we're looking for is the, the relationships are the synapses of culture. Relationships are the synapses of culture. And if you want people to, to connect around a shared set of values and beliefs and engagement we need to make sure those synapses are, are continuing to be fed, built, and strengthened. Otherwise, all you're going to have is just, you know, laptops across the United States, you know, emailing each other, and it's going to be a, you know, big uphill battle. Yeah. Um, Josh, your website is greatmondays.com. And, and I want to make sure that, um, you know, for someone's listening to us, they're like, listen, I don't know necessarily what the solution is. I, th- I, I enjoy this conversation so far. Um, all I know is we have a problem with turnover or all I know is we have a real problem with recruiting. Like we are just not getting the caliber of people or, you know, the people we are getting, they're just, you know, we're just not hitting it in terms of like, you know, hitting their compensation. It's like, it's just not working. Yeah. Like, um, and, and they know that they need help. What does engagement with you typically look like? How can you help an employer who, who's identified that there's some there either problems that exist or risks that they know? And by the way, everyone should be concerned about risk when it comes to employment. <laughs> yeah. At absolutely. all times. Never, yeah. never, never sleep easily. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When it comes to, you know, thinking that oh, I got this all forever because there, I mean, there, things are just beyond our control. Right. No, of course. And that's, you know, an astute business leader is, you know, <laughs> can't sleep, can't sleep well, because there's always something right. And mm-hmm. at, you know, midnight, it wakes them up. Look, when we're talking about, um, when we're talking about recruiting and retaining talent, when we're talking about engagement, you need to understand, you need to both identify what your company provides for these people because they're not just showing up for the from their own you know from their own goodness of their heart right they expect something now you can say well i've got the paycheck right but you and i were just talking mm-hmm. and we were saying well i can make money anywhere i can really make money anywhere so what we're what we're hoping to do here is demonstrate all the ways in which we can provide the company can provide value for you. And by the way, part of that value is 
enabling you to make an impact here. And so when we're thinking about either the employees that already are there, retention and engagement, or employees that you want to bring in, think about what your, and in product marketing, we'll talk about, we might talk about value proposition. What's your employer value proposition? And how do you think about not just the base of the pyramid, how, which, is, which is that salary. We think about me today. You got to go up above that. So at the bottom is me today. What do I get? Package, healthcare. I get, I get money. Me tomorrow. Oh, there's a potential for something in the future, whether it's um, this job as a resume builder or there's a path forward for me. So we've got me today, me tomorrow. We today, who am I working with? What do I, who do I get to work with? Who do I get to learn from? We tomorrow, what are we doing together? This is the purpose. And then we think about, finally, we think about um, what is this going to do for me in the future? When I look back on this time at this company, what do I get to, what, what do I, what am I going to say about how it changed my life? And once you've identified and then fully articulated this, I started by telling you that I started in brain strategy. And so I believe deeply in the power of words. You've identified what is the value at each of these levels. And you're able to articulate that value clearly and consistently across your entire ecosystem. Then we're starting to think about, we're starting to build a system that enables people to see talent, potential talent and existing talent to go, oh, I get it. These people are really care. They are doing X, Y, and Z. They're doing this particular thing. And then we can start to have this conversation around finding the exact right people. What are they looking for? And that's when we, when we want to think about getting those people in the door. By the way, that is, that is hard, but the hard work's just starting because don't forget, you have to deliver on those things. That's but true. that ultimately, when you are able to articulate what your value proposition is, and not just to the new recruits. You got to keep recruiting internally. Yep. You got to keep giving back so that they understand why they should be engaged. Once you have that, then we're really talking about building a kind of company that has a culture that people are passionate about. They're going to tell other people and you get a virtuous cycle. You got to come work here. This is where you want to spend the next five years of your career. Yes. Uh, so living it, you, I, I've had some great guests talking about like equity and inclusion too. And, you know, again, that's sure. not one of those things you can't just, you know, relegate to HR to make sure it's on the jobs page and it's on a poster mm -hmm. in the break room. <laughs> like, you know, it's, you know, great culture is lived, it's lived daily. And, you know, and that's the, you know, like if it's like, you know, values, right. And so if we're making our decisions based on our values, if we're in our values are equity inclusion, then we don't have a problem. Like it's it, we're going to have alignment uh, everywhere anyone looks. And if there's misalignment, we know that that will that doesn't really belong here. We believe in equity and inclusion. We believe in you know making the world a better place. We believe in uh, a clean planet. Whatever these things are that are part of like who we are and what we stand for. Um, you know, I, I want to make sure. I, gosh, um, your book, Great Mondays, because I, I want to make sure that you know our folks have 
something that's very actionable, um, how to design a company culture employees love, um, which again, you can go to greatmondays.com. You can buy the book there. Um, but, but can you tell us, tell, tell us a little bit more about the book? Yeah. So the book, I wrote the book because, um, and I kind of referred to this before, which is when I first got into company culture 15 years ago, there wasn't a shared definition around culture and people didn't know how to define it or what to do about it. Right. They were just kind of slap shot, you know, like it's like, it was like, oh, money or pool tables or whatever it is. And so I created uh, six components of company culture. And we talked about the first three purpose, values, and behaviors. The second three recognition, rituals, and cues. This creates that virtual cycle, that virtuous cycle that enables you to actually think about culture and activate culture in a rigorous professional way. It is a business tool, just like finance, just like IT. It isn't this quarter's prioritization. It's, it is now part and parcel of what your company does. So the book goes through, um, a ton of case studies. It's got examples. It's got um, worksheets. I've got a bunch of um, interactive opportunities within the we website. Also on um, Miro, there's a bunch of templates around how to actually define and um, activate each one of these components. And so it's really part workbook and part business book. And that's what I'm trying to do is get more my my mission in life. Right, my purpose is to help more people. Um, be more engaged in the work that they do. And I work with uh, leaders to help them create that situation, that environment for their employees. And we want to think about culture as a business tool. And that's what this, this the book starts to get to, uh, is defining it as something that you can actually do something about proactively, not just, oh crap, you know, what just happened? It's thinking about it, like you said, what are the risks, thinking about it ahead of time and being able to creatively design the kind of culture that you're looking for. Yeah. The book is also available in audiobook. Thank you very much. Yes, that's right. If you enjoy, <laughs> if you enjoy my the tones of my voice, you can uh, you can pick up the audiobook. I spent three days in the uh, sound booth recording it. Yeah. All right. How was how was that how was that process? Egg, egg exhausting. It is. Yes. Yes. As I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Now you know how I feel day in day out day recording day, podcasts I, all day. You, yeah. Uh, yeah, but okay, so Great Mondays, How to Design a Company Culture Employees Love. It's on Kindle, it's on uh, audiobook, hardcover, et cetera. It's on Amazon. And again, the website for that is greatmondays.com. Um, in addition to the book, uh, how else would you recommend folks engage with you, Josh? Find me on LinkedIn. Um, I use LinkedIn um, every day and it's it's uh, it's really kind of the only social network that I'm in, yeah. engaged with. So just look for the, um, you can go to, you know, slash AKA Josh Levine or it's the Josh Levine with the little lightning bolts. You'll see my, uh, my face there. So um, absolutely grab, you know, grab my attention there. Send me a note. Happy to do that. Um, and you can also email me, josh at greatmondays.com. Uh, open 24 seven. Love it. Awesome. Josh Levine, again, founder, CEO of Great Mondays and the new book, Great Mondays, or not the, the, the book, the, the book, you've got a lot of reviews. Your books, your book has become a staple in the HR world uh, and beyond. Uh, Great Mondays, how to design a company culture employees love. Josh, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate having me.
Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.